From the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Atlantic City Fantasy Sports Podcast. To participate, tweet us at AC Fantasy Sports or send us an email at info at acfantasysports.com. Now, let's get to the show. All right, folks, welcome uh, to another episode of the Atlantic City Fantasy Sports Podcast for week two of the 2021 NFL season. Drew, along with Nick, we're about to break down the action for this week's NFL slate, both from a fantasy and betting point of view. How are you doing, my friend, after an epic week one of NFL action? Well, I wish I came in here last week and just told you to bet the underdogs, Drew, because I think they went 12-4. and four. Is that all? Which, <laughs> I didn't major in economics, but I think that's 75%, yeah, that's and good. that's pretty good. That's good. So. I'm just glad I didn't lose my ass week one because I was not on these underdogs and I ended up getting through it okay through a little bit of luck, a little bit of hard work. But uh, You get your ass handed to you every day, Nick. That's what I've heard. All right, let's get right into the games uh, for this week. We'll start off with an NFC East Division matchup. The Giants and Washington football team getting ready to go on Thursday night, Thursday night game. Um, you know, always tough on a short week of rest. Especially How did they Washington. blow this already? Like, it's the first Thursday night game after that epic Thursday night last and week. Like and we got absolute Tyler Heineken. This game is so brutal. I don't even want to look at it. Just give me the three and a half and call it, <laughs> call it, a, day. Call it a day. Just give me the under. <laughs> yeah. Well, the under is down to like 40 and a half, right? Well, Right, because you have two absolute stink bombs, and and with I was so defense. excited about this skins team too, and without Fitz, Fitzpatrick though, doing what he so does. Much, uh, as soon as you get psyched about that guy, it's the cycle of Fitzpatrick. We've talked about it a million times, folks. He he gets signed, to, uh, he disappoints. He comes, at, gets cut, goes as a backup, takes his place as a backup when the starter gets hurt, overperforms like a maniac, <laughs> gets signed. And then you're back at the beginning of the cycle of Fitzpatrick. Which is Taylor Heineke. I don't know. This Giants team was about the team that I was as down on as any not named the Lions and the Jaguars and the Texans. So, I, I don't know. Again, does Taylor Heineke have any business laying three and a half, though, to anybody? Well, somebody watched those Giants play last week, and it was woof, woof. Imagine if you took, like, Terry McLaurin or Saquon Barkley and Terry McLaurin to start your – 
fantasy team, and now you're looking at this game, and you're like, oh, uh, my, the over-under's 40 and a half. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't like – I guess Logan Thomas scored. Yeah, Logan Thomas is a play. So I yeah. wonder what his odds are to just score a touchdown. I mean, that, that could be well, – That's the offense. It's Gibson. You know Thomas who's good is that kid Sterling Shepard. I mean, he, yeah, he just – I feel like his, his whole career has been wasted – because how bad the Giants have been while he's been Wasn't there. Wasn't he on like a little bit of the Eli Manning, t- or is it all tail end? Do you, you watch Eli and Peyton do their uh, little thing there? Well, the, the Monday night game. On uh, yeah, too. yeah. I mean, I, I heard about it, but I didn't. I didn't pay too much. I heard it was pretty good, though. Hmm. We'll see. Anyway, um, all right. So just stay away from Giants, Washington football team, folks. First of all, get a get a name. You had an all off season. Pick a name. You don't like football team? No, I don't like football team. Give me a name. I'm tired of this. This is ridiculous. You seriously had a COVID year. Like, what, what yeah, were you literally doing? Literally nothing to That's do. That's the year that. to get it. All yeah. that shit that you never did all your whole life, and you're like, this was the time to do it. You just had the 18 I just, months to I, do I just it. don't think they can Still. come up with one. I think everything. No, because look at Cleveland. The Indians. They come up yeah, with it. The, the Syracuse was the worst name. The fact that our alma mater is the orange, it just drives Nauseating. me out of my mind. Especially since there was never a racial undertone with that. No, you're the orange men because their jerseys. But nobody cares. Red, orange. The All they care about is in the rain you're in the, the orange, and it just seems ridiculous that we can't beat Rutgers. So we got killed. Can't even hang with Rutgers. That was the moment for me. Was it '99 or 2000 when we lost yeah, to Rutgers? Okay. And I was you're like, like our, our football program is gone. Done. No, we lost to Rutgers. Program. That's what I identify with. Because they're competitive. All right, uh, let's move on to the next uh, matchup here. So, you know, our general nods for fantasy and, and whatnot for that. Just stay away from this game. This game's going to be a dog. Saints-Panthers, Nick. I don't know that any team surprised the NFL more than the New Orleans Saints last week. Coming out with just a bunch of no-names and looking like the most potent offensive Saints uh, group in recent memory. Well, when we talked last week, I had said, was, is Jameis Winston worse than Drew Brees was last year? Because as good as the Saints were, Drew Brees had no arm. No, he was a noodle. 41 years old. He was just throwing noodles. I think the Saints just got a big upgrade. I mean, the Packers looked horrible, and they played terrible in the yeah, humidity. The Saints, the Saints looked and, equally as good as the Packers looked horrible. It wasn't like he wasn't throwing dimes yeah. everywhere, and like Camaro was running like a maniac. I mean, so five touchdown passes? Oh. Yeah, actually, and then the Panthers played your team. So this is the matchup of the two teams that beat our teams yep, uh, yep, last yep. week. So. And uh, Darnold looked reasonable. Looked respect. He wasn't great, but he was, like, just good enough to do what he needed to do to not be terrible. If he doesn't have to get paid a lot, he could be a st- – like, if he's – he might be the 18th to 22nd best quarterback in the NFL at his high – once he's in his system, he's, kinda, he's certainly that, not. I don't know that he's any worse than Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. know that you'd really. But Kirk Cousins is making a ton of dough, and that's why mil. the Vikings can't win. I understand that, so, but like, that's the thing with Darnold. It's about expectations. Yeah, to me, he can't pay that guy thirty million, nor should you. But is he the worst quarterback in the NFL? Maybe not. Yeah. What does Atlantic City say about the odds for this uh, epic? Battle. Well, the Saints off of a huge upgrade are now pretty much laying three and a half on the road. Makes sense. I'd yeah, probably too much it. for me. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Not, I love getting three and a half yeah, in the like NFL. It. I just absolutely love it. I don't know that I'll bet the Panthers, um, but I certainly won't lay three and a half on the road in a division game. Panthers coming off of uh, 
Well, they were up, what, 16 nothing At halftime, and they ended up winning 19-14. And was it just they were holding on for dear life? Cause yes. Yeah, I think they were holding on for dear life. Yeah, I think if the Jets were getting a little bit of a groove in the second half. Yeah, these 1 o'clock Sunday games are easy for me to just sit on the sidelines, especially this early in this. If there's one thing I learned from last week, which is you don't have to bet every game. No. But when week one, they, they post up those lines in the summertime, and there's no football to bet. So I end up just betting. I ended up having a piece of almost every game. Right. And, you know, you, you don't need to bet every game. And a 1 o'clock Sunday game, Saints minus 3.5. If it ticks down to 3, maybe I give it, give, it, give it a chance with the Saints. But I feel like the Panthers have enough to keep this one close. Yeah, from a fantasy standpoint, you know, the, the main players did reasonably last week. McCaffrey, certainly without scoring a touchdown, getting you close to 30 points. was That's why he was drafted number one overall universally. Does it need to score now, to perform? Two players in one player with no TDs. If he gets a couple of TDs and has those games where he breaks a few, then it's just like you're getting 50-point games. And that offensive game. line is still horrible, right? They looked all right. Okay. I mean, we have no pass rush. Our best pass rush offseason acquisition, Carl Lawson, gone for the year before the season even started. So, mm. yeah, that's a bummer. But, uh, you know, usual suspects play him if you got him. From the same standpoint, Juwan Johnson, waiver wire acquisition tight end. Take a look at him. He scored last week. He looked the, the part. Yeah, I— don't believe he played many snaps, though. No, he only had like, like 21% Very, very productive, there. but a red zone sort of guy. Yeah, yeah. So maybe a, Look, tight end, play him to tight, score a touchdown, maybe, because tight there's not a lot of targets down there. Tough to find, though, especially in deeper leagues. So it's just, just a guy to get on the name. All right, let's move on to the Bengals and the Bears. Uh, Bengals, really, I think, you know, I don't want to say shocking the football world by getting a home win week one, but I don't think many people took them over the Vikings. Uh, and, you know, the game uh, was hard fought, and the Bengals took it to overtime and actually came up on top, which in a million years, when you saw that scenario developing, you're like, okay. Yeah, now it's time for the Vikings to go win the game. Now it's time for the Bengals to go Bengals and Vikings to go Vikings. uh, Well, they certainly shocked my wallet because I had the Vikings minus three. Yeah, this was going to be half of my parlay, and I I, 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 uh, got off of it for the Seahawks last second uh, against the Colts. I think if you're a Bengals fan, you have to be thrilled that Burrow looked Good. Receivers You've got all those receivers. Good. Mixon did well. Uh, I expect uh, I expect the Bears though to really show up this week. This big week for the Bears. Yeah, I mean the Bears were up against the Rams, who I think now might be the third, fourth, fifth best team in the league. And the Bears are now at home, and you can get them laying minus one and a half. So I am going to bet on the Chicago Bears this week to. How many cover. more uh, Andy Dalton weeks do you think we got left? There? It could be over already. Could I, be. I don't think there could be. I don't think if, if he loses to the Bengals, I think it's over. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he is a dink and a dunk and nothing downfield, and there's no juice. Yeah. And Now, I'll, I'll give you guys a good fantasy tip here. Montgomery played well, scored a touchdown, had over 100 yards, but did break off a long run and made up a substantial number of those yards. But the guy that really surprised me was Damian Williams because he was on the field for like 45% of the plays. And he Is got that the Chiefs way, Damian Williams? That's the Chiefs Damian Williams. And, you know, year off from COVID, fresh legs. Last time you saw him, he looked pretty good. He did, yeah. Form. yeah. He I looked good. I looked pretty and good. I'll tell you what, he was the passing target guy. And so Tariq Cohen is what? Is he gone? I, I think he's there, but he's rehabbing the torn Achilles from last okay, year. So, so I just think he's, so he's not back. Yeah, I just don't think he's he's up to form. But Damian Williams got some passing targets and he got volume. So if you're looking for a sneaky ad 
uh, and especially if you're a Montgomery owner. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, count the Bears out just yet. Again, that Rams defense between Jalen Ramsey covering up uh, Robinson. Now, this could be a hard-fought game that Aaron the Bengals, in the Bengals lose a close game at the end, and now your seasons are totally different than what you're thinking going 0-2. So a lot could happen. We'll see what happens with the Bears this week. Don't what's the, what's the spread in to Atlantic City? What, yeah, as I said, you could get minus 1.5 out of the Bears. It's about minus 2. There's minus 2.5s. But I like anything minus 2.5 or better. On the Bears. Okay. Bears by a field goal or more this week. Makes sense to me. All right, let's uh, move on to the Texans and the Browns. The Texans, who many people had as a winless team. There were bets in Vegas for an 0-16 Texans run, which I don't know how you could take that bet when you're in a division of the Jaguars. Gosh, they just seem like they were doing everything to Wrong. lose that they could possibly Right, but do it's like you lose. threw all these no names together, and guess what they did? They went out there and beat the Is Tyrod Taylor the most underrated person in the last He like, just forever? gets no respect. Did, did he go to the playoffs with Buffalo, and they yeah. weren't even that good? And then, and then, then like, goes to Cleveland, and he's, uh, you know— it, like, that's his problem. And, and that, that, that team has stunk forever. And he goes to San Diego, gets injured, never makes it in because of Herbert. And, didn't you know, he get a weird injury? Like, didn't a doctor, like, 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 like he had a pierced him up or stomach something? or something? Like, he had a pierced, Was he getting like, a shot and then the doctor yeah, yeah. pierced him or something? Yeah, yeah. And then Herbert took over and yeah, yeah. Wally pipped him? Wally pipped him. Uh, he looked good. I mean, you know, he's definitely a guy, Taylor, that if you're in a two-team QB league, you're looking at this week and going, all right, now – now I'm getting this guy in my roster because he wasn't drafted in a lot of those. You know, again, I don't like to overreact too much as a week one, and the Jaguars could just be such a mess. Yeah. That's what what, what makes us think that the Jaguars aren't just the worst team in football? Absolutely nothing. Right. So And Trevor Lawrence didn't look good either. He threw three touchdowns, but he also threw three picks, and he looked every bit as confused as you would expect a rookie to look. Yeah, he he might have been overhyped coming into the league. I've heard of You know, few... that was his first regular season loss ever. <laughs> It's crazy. I mean, he went to Clemson for a long time. Didn't lose a regular season game. Nope. Uh, all right, so we've got the Browns laying 12 and a half at home to the Houston Texans. Yeah, I like the Texans, man, to cover. 12 and a half? 12 and a half is, you know, Browns play down to their competition. Listen, I will not lay 12 and a half points, Against let alone anyone. with the Browns. Yeah, right. But no way. I, think I don't they know that I'm betting. I don't know that I'm ready to bet the Texans I'm either. I'm staying the hell away yeah, from this. This is but, just to stay away from me also. But that's a crazy deep bet. If you want to parlay that and get some deeper odds, then maybe, you know. I look, mean, you could tease You could tease the Browns down to minus six and a half. Yeah, but they're they're staying that like it's going to be a blowout. I, I just. Uh, oh, right. So you're saying te- you could tease it going up. Going up. Yeah, get me the like Texans an eight, get 18. 18 or half. something, right? Yeah. It's just it's too. My my memory is too short term to just say this is a team that five days ago I thought was the worst team in the NFL, and now I'm going to bet on them. I'm not so, doing that. Yeah, I'm staying away. Look, if you got the normal guys, play them. If there's some waiver wire acquisitions with the Texans, and again, you know Tyrod Taylor. If you're hurting, you lose. I a like Chubb this week. Oh, I think if you can get Chubb. an over yardage on him, I'm love not Chubb. sure what that number is yet. Yeah, I love Jordan early. I, I didn't. I was not impressed by the Texans' uh, run. Defense. It also doesn't seem like they're using Kareem Hunt in as much of a split as they were at points of last season. Although now he got a lot of uh, receptions. If you're up stuff. by 14, you might not want to overrun Chubb either, because I think this offense is going to go through him. I think you start throwing your your third. There. Another sneaky uh, guy to look at: um, Anthony Schwartz, heavily targeted third round pick from Auburn by the Browns. So. If you're looking at a guy that you need to stash, get another receiver on your bench. Oh, okay. Anthony Schwartz, uh, rookie from Auburn. I don't know Anthony Schwartz. Anthony Schwartz ran 
the fastest 40 time at the combine this year. Uh, so he can fly, and he's a big play waiting to happen. And Maker, Baker Mayfield liked him. He, he targeted him quite a few times for a first uh, run out there. All right, let's move on to Rams-Colts. Uh, Rams just looking fantastic week one. Just everything you thought in the offseason with the way that team was put together came to fruition. Uh, even Daryl Henderson looked reasonable. Sonny Michelle didn't, basically didn't play. Uh, he was on like a handful of snaps. Yeah, he so got it's really the, the Henderson action, show. But- um, but, you know, Cooper Cup really uh, played well. And uh, uh, Robert Woods didn't have a very good fantasy game. But uh, you, you got to like what you saw out of Matt Stafford, Nick. Well, the NFC West certainly looks dominant. All four of those teams looked great. Um, don't know where I'm heading with this game yet. We have the Colts at home getting three and a half. You know I love that number. You can actually get plus four. It just seems like a lot of points at home. It's, I just don't think the Colts are any good, dude. That's the. I know, and it's this this, not, this whole overreaction team. week to, to to what I saw one time, and yeah, it, but it's, Seattle pretty much manhandled them. Didn't they? I know, Seattle is very good early in the season. Right, but I think the Rams are that kind of team, and I think the Rams defense. So what are you going to check? Rams defense, fantastic. Even mm-hmm. though the Colts' offensive line is very good. I think the Rams' D can still hang. They're not going to run wild on them. And uh, I just don't trust the Colts' offense as far as I can throw them. I don't, I don't like very much about it, and I, didn't, I was not impressed with them, uh, at least Carson Wentz week one. Well, they had a dominant offensive line last year. Yes, they did. And, you know, but, again, you're going to be Aaron Donald and a lot of uh, – Right. It, it, this really falls into another game, man. I, I, you know, very much on the fence here, and i just gun-shy, but it's like – I can't lay three and a half on the road with the Rams. Will I bet the Colts plus three and a half, plus four? I don't know. It's not a lot for me to do with this game because, I, you know, the numbers just scare me off. Yeah. I would love to get the Rams minus two and a half. But when you're, down, when you're up ten on the road in the fourth quarter and you start playing that prevent defense and all they have to do is grab seven and then you lose because, you know, you're laying that three and a half. It just, it's such a killer. Yeah, that's right. And that's why those are the types of games that are just harder to read. So, Especially with the dogs going 12-4 and four last week. It makes me feel like with all this legal gambling, there is so much public money now coming in that, you know, we, we don't have all the numbers yet, but it certainly seems like the underdogs are coming through. And when you can get three and a half, uh, it's a good it's, number. It's one I'm staying away from because I just don't trust the Colts. I have to feel good about the team I'm betting on. And they're a team I just don't feel good. It's a good way to do. It. It's a good way to do. It. If you if you wouldn't bet a team to win the game, sometimes they say that don't bet them plus three. If yep. you wouldn't, if you don't think they're going to win the game. Yep. All right, let's move on to the Broncos and the Jaguars again. You know, this is one where you look at those games last week and you think, well, Texans ran wild over the Jaguars and the Broncos ran wild over the Giants, so you would expect the Broncos to run wild over the Jaguars. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? My thoughts is, again, it's a big number here, and I want to say the look-ahead line for this was like less than three, where it was like Broncos minus two and a half or something like that, Broncos minus two. Now it's Broncos minus six on the road to the Jaguars, and it's just very hard for me to bet that number when I know I could have gotten such a better number last week. Um, But that being said, Besides maybe the Packers, I think the Jaguars look the worst of any team in the league. Clearly. So I'm certainly not going to be betting them plus six. But 
boy, those are sometimes the best bets to make, the hardest ones. So, I don't know. You think the Broncos are the type of team that can cover six on the road? Yeah. This early in the season? Yeah, I do. I, I like their defense. I don't trust the Jaguars. I think uh, the Broncos are turnover machines, and the Jaguars are going to be turnover prone. So, I think this is going to be uh, just a lay strong, the six. strong game for the Broncos. That's my, my – See, the Broncos, to be seem like the type of team that once they get up, they're going to run the ball, yeah, eat the clock, times. and play good yeah. defense. So – so Six I don't like tough. them having to cover big numbers. Yeah, it's a tough number. All right, let's move on to the Bills and Dolphins and the Jets and Patriots, two AFC East games uh, this early in the season. Uh, very surprising. But last week, the Dolphins opened up with the Patriots. So you know right away if the Dolphins can beat the Bills, Bills being 0-2 to start the year, and the Dolphins 2-0 and with two oh, AFC man, East that wins. that be a lot or what? That that, would be I mean, huge. that is a lot to ask. But it's also, look, their first home game. They, they went toe-to-toe with the Patriots last week, and the Bills didn't look great. So, you know, you got to give them a fighting shot here. I know uh, AC's odds are, are probably pro-Dolphins uh, at this point with uh, the home. Do they have three or they got three and a half? What are, we, what are we looking at? So, finally a game that I like. I've got the Dolphins at home, and I'm catching three and a half. Yeah. So and that I'm comfortable with. Yep. I think the Bills are coming in here a little overrated still from the preseason. Uh, what we saw last week was not great. Um uh, now, Steelers could have the best defense in the NFL, and I still think the Bills should have won that game. Hmm. I still think the Bills are probably the better team than the Dolphins. Yep. But if I get the Dolphins in that, that Miami heat early in the season, when you're coming from Buffalo the and you've got those crisp like, days and that, oh, that sweltering humidity, give me the plus three and a half. Yeah, exhausted the by the end of it. So, all right. Uh, Jets, Patriots, I'm seeing a— Also, that guy Waddle. He could play. I think he could play. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of like the Miami weapon. I told you. You got Will Fuller coming back this week. Yep. They didn't have him last week. Nope. Um, I'm not sure about the running game, and I don't know how God, great Gaskin Tua was so-so. Is. You know, but Tua, is, uh, he, he, he has nothing downfield, really. He's like a short area, high yeah, percentage Yeah, and that guy, Devontae Parker, is like the perfect sort of receiver for that. You've got Will Fuller to stretch the field, and, and Waddle just seems yeah, like Waddle, he's terrifying with the ball. Yeah, like he could go deep and stretch, or you could give him the ball and he can run. Well, they said he's like Tyreek Hill. You know, that's the comp that everybody mm-hmm. in the NFL Tyreek Hill's pretty good. Last, yeah, time last I, checked. I checked. Well, that's why he was the first or second wide receiver taken, Waddle. But uh, no, I was impressed with him. Uh, Nick and I both agree he needs a dance. We need like the Jalen <laughs> Waddle. Um, all right, so Waddle, Patriots, Waddle, Jets. Waddle, I'm, Waddle. I'm seeing the Jets getting five and a half points here. Interesting, you know, home, uh, I could easily see them losing a close game to the Patriots by field goal at the end. You know, that seems like typical New York Jets get optimistic about an 0-2 start. Uh, I think Bill is uh, – now, I, I'll admit, I lost on the Patriots last week. I had them uh, – I thought they were going to beat the, the Dolphins. But I think Bill Belichick coming off of that loss, he loves to beat up on the Jets – Five and a half seems like a number I could see Bill covering. If I'm going anywhere here, I'm going to lay the five and a half with the Patriots. Well, there you go. I got nothing to speak of from a fantasy standpoint. He loves rookie quarterbacks, too. Corey Davis, if he got him. Uh, everything else yeah, pretty much trash. Davis, um, huh? Let's do 49ers and Eagles. We got uh, seven more games to get through, so we're going to only be able to spend a few minutes on each of these as we get through uh, the latter half of the games. 49ers, Eagles, obviously the Eagles – just everything that could go right went right week one against the Falcons. Uh, Matty Ice was Matty Ice cold, and uh, Jalen Hurts looked like the real deal for a week. I'll say this, Eagle fans, that's the worst defense in the NFL. Yes. You just saw them. Yep. So 
Good for you that you could do that against the worst defense in the NFL, but don't think you're going to be seeing that every week. And that starts with this week when you are going to be seeing one of the better defenses in the NFL in a very, very tough division. So I expect this to be a much more competitive game. Yeah, so you've got the Eagles at home plus three and a half. And if, if you know, you, you might be thinking, oh, you liked the Eagles last week and they're at home and they're catching that three and a half. To me, this is overreaction game of the week here. Uh, I have the Niners as being a much better team than the Eagles, and I think I'm going to lay. The th- I would love to get a three, but uh, you know, I I like the Niners here to beat fit, the Eagles fit. handily. And and to, to me, it's sort of the you know you have the top level of teams right in the league. Maybe the five six teams that you think can win the Super Bowl. Maybe there are eight teams you put in that category, and then you have the bottom eight teams right that you you know aren't going to make the playoffs. The Eagles might have moved their way up from the bottom eight into that middle middle group, group, but they're not where the Niners are. And you have a different class of team right here. So if I can lay uh, a number like three and a half and I have one of those far superior teams, uh, I do like to see how the uh, crowd is going to be in Philadelphia. You know, a full stadium and, you know. But. It'll, it'll be interesting. I do think there's some positives to take, obviously, from last week's game, even if it was against a terrible defense from the Niners' standpoint, uh, especially in fantasy. The big hot pickup this week is uh, Elijah Mitchell running back for the Niners after Raheem Mostert. Oh, it's not Raheem Brandon Ayuk? It's not Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> barely was visible. But Sherwood also is a guy that you, you should look at as, uh, uh, as an ad, depending on the structure of your league. But – uh, the Niners are going to have to figure out that running game, and it's going to start with Mitchell, and then hopefully we get a little bit of Trey Sermon in the mix to see what he can do. Shanahan uh, just active. drives you crazy. As a fantasy owner, uh, you just really don't know what that guy – I would never Kyle play Shanahan any of those guys in DF. your fantasy team. Uh, wasn't it uh, – well, they were saying when uh, Sermon got uh, – was ineligible for the game, or what, what, did they, what did they call it? Was it a healthy scratch for healthy the game? Scratch. Everybody put Mozart into their lineup. Yeah. <laughs> Gone for the year. Mostert went Mostert on everybody. So. All right. Uh, let's move on to Raiders-Steelers. Uh, a couple of teams, I think, uh, surprising last week. A uh, little bit Steelers. You know, I think people were riding the Buffalo hype train and discounting the Steelers and their consistency, especially week one of the season where they hardly ever lose. They yeah, had I mean, a tie like six and a half for once. That's crazy. And, and the Raiders, I really think, shocked the world because I thought they went the ultimate Raiders blow it game ever. Like, I'd never seen a uh, team. Once they started celebrating the oh, game. Oh, the storm the field, and they were <laughs> yeah. a half yard and down. And the pick. second that first start hit, I'm like, there it is. There it is. Now, there it is. now, now you're done. And then next pay, pick. interception. And I was like, oh, Raiders will now have one of the most embarrassing losses in their franchise's history to open their stadium with fans for the first time on Monday Night Football to remember. Doesn't get worse than that. And they somehow managed to, like, Pick themselves up by the bootstraps. The ghost of Al Davis said, boys, please, please, don't do that. It's almost like having the lights shut off in your playoff game by the city. By the city. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I'm very proud that the Raiders did that. A lot, of, lot, of, lot to like in the fantasy world uh, on the Raiders because a lot of undervalued assets that weren't picked. I mean, obviously everybody knows Darren Waller, but Brian Edwards played really well. He's a guy that I think is going to start getting more targets. Uh, Ruggs emerged a little bit. You know, you started to see him play. And uh, Josh Jacobs scored two touchdowns, even though he got like 30 yards rushing. It was the most Josh Jacobs game I've ever seen in my life uh, from Josh Jacobs. But uh, I don't know. You know, I, I don't expect the Raiders to duplicate success against the Steelers here. I take the Steelers all day long. All right, so Steelers are laying five and a half. And everything you just said about the Raiders and that win, 
on Monday night tells me what. Are the Raiders the type of team to get back to work early Tuesday and grind and grind and grind? Or are they the type to stay out in Vegas until Friday morning? Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Steelers, minus five and a half. I love the Steelers this week. All right. Vikings, Cardinals, uh, two teams that I think, uh, you know, had opposite last week's for sure. Vikings losing to the Bengals in overtime. Cardinals just dominating their opponent. Uh, Kyler Murray looking like Kyler Murray. I mean, really, I don't think that people expected the Cardinals to dominate the Titans quite like they did. No. Uh, No. I was glad I took them plus the three, but I did not expect that kind of domination. I mean, that was a no sweat. So, you know, roll with the punches here. If you got your your Cardinal guys, Hopkins was a beast last week. Kyler Murray putting up top three numbers. When he's healthy, because he had a stretch last year where he wasn't healthy. Yes. Kyler Murray has been the the QB one or two. In, or one, two, or three in almost every week he's ever played in the NFL. Yeah, so I think there was this, I don't know if it was eight weeks until he got hurt, but there was ten. some. I think he had ten. Whatever it was, he was the number one fantasy quarterback last year ever in the history fantasy of fantasy football. For ten weeks. For the first however many weeks right. until until he got injured. And then he played the rest of the season. Um, yeah, so, right. so he's a guy that I've, I've got targeted and just absolutely love. So right. I can't wait to watch this game. It's, Car- it's Cardinals right now. It looks like minus four at most shops, but you can maybe get a minus three and a half. Um, I look for the Vikings to bounce back and to I cover this. I, I think it's going to be a really tough game. I, they, they, they're going to be playing very hard. Yeah. I think, that, I think this will be a, a very, very good I think game. the way they just lost to that Bengals team 100%. is a, everybody get right back to work and let's focus. Yeah, there's nowhere to go in Minnesota. It's no Vegas, baby. It's not Everything Vegas. It's not the same thing. It's not the same yeah, thing. I think <laughs> I've been there trying to find something there, to do. You can get a steak. 10.05. Yeah, you can eat a steakhouse, but that's what you can do. Go see Prince cover at the... <laughs> Yeah, cover right. band, yeah. Falcons and the Buccaneers. Uh, you know, not much to say about this except ride the Bucks, folks, because this is going to be uh, an interesting game when you have an offense that looks that good against a defense that looks that bad. I don't know what the spread is here, but uh, my, my gut tells me just stay away from this one because it's going to be a boring snoozer and Tampa will just do what they have to do to get it, and you're not going to get a lot of flash out of this one. So Buccaneers minus twelve is about the number we're at here. I could couldn't you you tell me I'm crazy. Twenty four six, twenty four three. Couldn't you see that as a score here? Oh man, I don't just the divisional never really divisional opponents though. I mean, just never letting them in it. I, I, I certainly won't be laying the twelve points with the Bucks. It's just too many points. I mean, you could be up seventeen. And the team oh, no, could have I get the ball. That. I'm just saying. I well, first of all, I'm saying it more from the over under standpoint. I expect a low scoring game. Right. Okay. Second of all, I just expect the Buccaneers to systematically dismantle this team without having to put that much to throw deep. Or right. uh, it doesn't. It's not going to be a four hundred. This isn't the Cowboys yard. game. Right. Yeah. This, this is, is not like the Cowboys game. You can run game. Ronald Jones for four yards and every play and just plot along down the field until you score. And I could see the score line being. Seven in the first quarter, seven in the second quarter, seven in the third quarter, field goal in the third quarter, and then like one field goal for Atlanta somewhere towards the yeah. end of the half. Yeah, that's how that I see it. this as like the Bucks going up 17 and then just like cruise control. Cruise right. control. Just not fancy. All right, no. let's move to the Cowboys and the Chargers. Interesting game. Cowboys, you know, great game week one coming off now a mini bye. So they should be sort of well-rested going into this game against the Chargers. Chargers look good against Washington football team last week, uh, hosting this game now. I don't know. I think the Cowboys bounce back. I like the Cowboys this week, Nick. All right, so I have a very strong opinion on this game. It's actually my pick of the week. Pick of the week. 
Chargers for the last couple of days have been minus three, which if you look at that and you say, all right, they're saying even teams and three points for home field advantage, right? That's usually how they do it. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this question. What percentage of that stadium do you think is going to be Cowboy fans? Uh, half the amount. More or less than 50%. More than 50%. Like, I think it's going to be like 75%. Yeah. I think there are, certain state, there are certain teams that don't have home fans. The Chargers are one. They don't have any. Like, they have no fans. They don't have fans. They have no fans. And the Cowboys have fans everywhere. Everywhere. So there could be 80% Cowboy fans. So it's a home game for the Cowboys. And you just mentioned the mini buy. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about travel because they're plenty well rested. Yep. And now DraftKings, it just ticked to plus three and a half. So my pick of the week, go to DraftKings right now. Get that three and a hook. And let's go Cowboys. Rodham Cowboys. All right. Titans, Seahawks, Nick. Uh, you know, boy, if you're going off last week, it's hard to not like anything other than the, the Seahawks big time this week at home uh, against the Titans who stunk last week. Uh, Seahawks looked very good against the Colts. Uh, what is AC's line here? It's about minus five. You could go minus four and a half to minus five and a half. Uh, Seahawks at home. Um, it just seems like too Fool's easy. It just here. seems too easy. Seems too easy. Yeah, you know, Seattle is one of those places that definitely has that three and a half point home ad- home advantage. So you're telling me after what we just saw, I can get them, and they're only a point worse than the Titans. I- it just seems like fool's gold. I- I'm too scared, but I, like I mean, the, I like the Seahawks here. Yeah, I minus four and a half. I mean, how do you not? Yeah, I mean, the I, Titans look terrible, inept. And new offensive the coordinator. Look great. Offensive line didn't look good. There's, there's a lot to not like about the Titans. And I right could make now. the argument that the Seahawks, the home field is the best in the league right now. So no question. I, I, I don't know. All right. Well, you know, from the fantasy standpoint, all the usual suspects are at play because you have no option if you drafted Titans. You're playing your Titans. Well, you're probably not round. playing Julio Jones. Yeah, you might be leaving him off. Which seems crazy. But that's uh, but, there it is. All right, Chiefs-Ravens, and then we'll do the Monday night game and call it a night. This is the Sunday night game. Uh, Ravens 0-1 after that loss to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders and the Chiefs uh, obviously coming in just looking like the Chiefs, man. It was Kelsey all day long and all these, these wonderful folks. So uh, very impressed with their performance week one. Any thoughts on this one? Yeah, so the Chiefs couldn't cover – at home against the Browns. Now they're on the road to the Ravens, and the Ravens are catching three and a half. Yeah, taking the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens in the three and a half. Now, I just see the Chiefs as being a team that wins these games. They somehow, no matter how much they're down, they just come back. Yeah, they are a very, very... But they don't seem to be blowing people out, where they're just... It's almost like they get down two touchdowns, and now it's like, all right, guys, we got to go uh, get, we get this thing going. And, you know, would I be surprised if the Chiefs win this game? Not at all. But I do like the number of three and a half at home for the Ravens, especially coming off of that loss. Uh, Latavius Murray is a good waiver wire pickup. Obviously, Tyson Williams, if he's still there as well. A couple fantasy notes for you on that front. Last game of the week, Lions and Packers. Packers, tough week last week, but we expect a big rebound against the Lions this week. What does AC say uh, for these two 0-1 NFC it's around minus 11 and a half at home for the Packers on Monday night. Now, I haven't given you an over-under, so I'm not laying 11 and a half with the Packers, but I will take the over of 48 because the Packers' defense didn't show a whole lot to me. 
Neither did the Lions. <laughs> Neither did the Lions. Yes. So 48 seems like a reasonable number. Yeah. And It'll give you something to root for okay. on Monday night. There you go. So look for the Packers offense, hopefully, to bounce back and get you maybe 30. And then you need the Lions to just get to 18. And, uh, you know, from a fantasy push. standpoint, Lions players, the running backs were the name of the game. 20 targets to the two running backs in the passing game. Captain Goff is captain check down for sure. May not know where the sun rises and sets, but he knows how to throw to a receiver out of the backfield. So, uh, all right, folks, that's it. For I didn't give you a teaser of the week. Oh, teaser of the week? Yeah. Teaser of the week. My teaser of the week, I'm taking the Browns from minus 12 and a half down to minus six and a half. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to win that game <laughs> by a touchdown. I like it. And I want to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from 12 down to minus 6. There you go, So folks. I need the Bucks and the Browns by a touchdown There's for my the teaser. teaser. All right, for Nick, my name is Drew. This has been the Atlantic City Fantasy Sports Podcast. Visit us online at acfantasysports.com for more information. Atlantic City Fantasy Sports is part of the live network. Man in Philly last night. Now they blew up his house too. Down the board was getting ready for a hell of a fight. Gonna see what those racket boys can do. Now there's trouble rustling in from out of state. A DA can't get no relief. Gonna be a Rumble out on the promenade And the gambling commission's hanging on By the skill of this too When everything dies Maybe that's a fact Maybe everything that dies Someday comes back Put your makeup on Fix your hair up pretty And meet me tonight In Atlantic City Maybe everything dies Maybe that's the fight
Come on and meet me. 